Money FM 89.3. Best of your money. Market View on Money FM 89.3. Asia-Pacific markets are trading higher this morning following gains on Wall Street overnight. Tokyo is leading the way. The Nikkei is up nearly 1%. Sydney and Seoul are in the green as well. In the US, the Dow and S&P 500 notched up their seventh straight session of gains. The S&P 500 is now within 1% of its record high set in February. Here at home, Tomasic Holdings has pulled out of a deal to take over Keppel Corporation. And in breaking news, Singapore's economy has registered its worst contraction on record. Joining me now to discuss all the market action is Ryan Huang. Good Tuesday morning. Good morning to you, Ryan. Good morning, Michelle. How was your weekend? Yes, nice long weekend. Did you know the next long weekend is three months away? <laughs> <laughs> you just made the start of the week even bleaker. Thank you. All right, moving on. A little over an hour ago, the Ministry of Trade and Industry revealed Singapore's economy contracted more than 13% during the second quarter of the year. That is an astounding drop. The biggest one, in fact, since economists started measuring GDP. But we need to keep in mind that these months also overlap with the circuit breaker, of course, when so many stores were closed and foreign workers were confined to their dorms. Ryan, let's start by looking ahead. What does the government economists, what are they saying about the rest of the year? Yeah, like you mentioned, the circuit breaker measures really putting a dampener on the Q2 numbers. So down 13.2%, worse than the advanced estimates of 12.6%. So all in, it is dragging down the full year outlook and you've got it at minus 5 to minus 7%. So a bit of a downgrade from the previous window of minus 4 to minus 7%. And you also have to take note of what the uh, economists from the government are painting as some of the key risks. And among them are the is the resurgence of COVID-19 in many of the major economies. That's number one. Number two, you have uh, the potential rise of financial system risks. And that's due to the, um, the, the high levels of debt right now. And number three, uh, if you take a look at what's happening around the world, uh, what you to look out for as well in terms of risk is um, what's happening in terms of the um, trade picture. So all that is going to be um, uncertainties to watch out for down the road. So we are, of course, uh, looking at all this global supply chains uh, for potential impact as well. So that is leading to, I guess, tie into what the Prime Minister has been saying over the weekend in his National Day message, brace for more business closures, brace for more retrenchments, uh, and pretty much you know, it is not going to be out of the woods anytime soon. All right. If we take a closer look at the second quarter numbers, it does look like construction, unsurprisingly, of course, was the worst affected sector. Tell us more about that. Yeah, construction uh, among the, well, pretty much everything was down. Uh, so you are looking at construction leading the losses down 60%, nearly 60%. So no surprises as well because it has been unable to do anything with lock, uh, with workers uh, having to go for testing, with the social distancing measures also in play. So construction nearly at a standstill for the second quarter. So that was a, sh- uh, a sharp drop in terms of um, production activity. And if you look at some of the other sectors, that has not been faring well if you look at things like trade, if you look like uh, if you look at things like transport and services as well. So all those sectors uh, were down. Uh, taking a quick look at some of the numbers, I am looking at a bright spot though, and that's coming through from 
the likes of the finance sector and insurance. That was the only one in the green, up by over 3%. Uh, but that moderates from growth of over 8% in the um, previous quarter. So that, even though it's positive, it is uh, still slower. And um, that is uh, going to be uh, something to watch out for when the economy does, uh, or if it does recover, if that is going to be part of that rise in terms of risk for financial system risk, if that is going to be affected. In the first quarter of the year, manufacturing was a bright spot, but no more. That bright spot has shrunk by 0.7%. There are still some sectors experiencing growth. You mentioned insurance. What else? Okay, if I look at manufacturing, that initially in the revised, in the um, earlier advanced estimates was positive. But if you look at the updated figures, that is now slightly lower. If you look at the chemicals, transport engineering and um, general manufacturing classes, those were weighed down by the weak external demand. And of course, uh, if you look at a bright spot within manufacturing, the biomed industry is doing rather decently. So biomed, electronics, uh, precision engineering clusters, that helped support some of the numbers. And of course, with the race for a vaccine with things needed for the medical industry. That is one of the bright spots in Q2 and maybe the quarters to come. The government has warned that the marine and offshore engineering sector could see, and I quote, deeper and a more protracted downturn than earlier expected. Now, this warning segues to our next story this morning, Tomasic Holdings, which has pulled out of that $4 billion deal to take over Keppel Corporation. Many analysts, including ones I spoke with, expected Tomasic to lower its offer price in light of Keppel's poor earnings numbers. But cancelling the deal altogether has caught many investors off guard, particularly in terms of Tomasic's timing. Ryan, do we have a sense of what this news means, not just for Keppel, but for the O&M sector? Yeah, so this was closely watched because of the so-called O&M effect. And just for context, Tomasic um, wanted to, or proposed to raise its stake from 20% to 51% as part of that $4 billion um, partial offer. Uh, so in concurrent um, running, you have the EGM today of Semcorp Industries and Semcorp Marine. So they will be voting today to decide whether to demerge Semcorp Marine from Semcorp Industries. If that happens, that will give Tomasic more direct control of Semcorp Marine, which in turn, if they had gone through with Capital Corp's um, hike in their stake, they would be able to control both sides, marine businesses and maybe influence a merger or consolidation of sorts. So now with the capital equation out of the picture, there is a big question mark about what happens to that uh, struggling O&M sector now because a lot of analysts will look out for this to happen because now in the O&M space, size matters and the industry has been going through some tough times in recent years and they felt it made sense for this to happen sooner rather than later. Yeah, we're only a few minutes into the trading day, but can you see how um, some investors are reacting? For example, how are Keppel shares performing this morning? Yeah, looking at Keppel quickly, you've got Keppel Corp share price down 10.5% to $4.83. So that's down from the latest close of $5.40. And for, I guess, a further walk back since... 
Tomasic announced that um, partial buyer offer and that is now down nearly 20%. So a lot of negativity being priced into the opening numbers right now for Capricorp. I want to turn to Hong Kong, Ryan, where one of the country's most prominent businessmen, Jimmy Lai, founder and publisher of the Apple Daily. Well, Lai has been arrested by police under the city's new national security law. Lai is also an outspoken supporter of the pro-democracy movement. More than 200 police raided the offices of Apple Daily yesterday. Ryan, how did Hong Kong markets react to China's action? Yeah, so... For context, Jimmy Lai is a media mogul and he owns a lot of media outlets in Hong Kong. And you might be familiar with one of the, I guess, big high-profile ones, Apple Daily. And that's because it's a tabloid that tracks a lot of celebrities. So the latest development is Jimmy Lai being arrested as part of that controversial security law. So it's a big blow to the democracy camp in Hong Kong. Uh, But interestingly, if you look at the stock price of that company that he owns, that's Next Media, uh, that is now actually surging. And it, there is no fundamental reason for it. It seems like supporters are just showing their support by buying up his stock price. So that is an interesting um, development in the Hong Kong market, at least. Uh, but otherwise, it is a very tough time for Hong Kong markets and they'll be digest- digesting it today. If you look at futures, uh, they are painting for a slight rise in sentiment in terms of the markets so far. So Mm. that's the latest we have on Hong Kong markets. Indeed. Next Digital, Jimmy Lai's uh, company, shares in Next Digital rose more than 300% after some analysts reportedly said that investors said they would buy in protests against his arrest. Imagine that. All right. Over the long weekend, Warren Buffett's Berkshire Hathaway reported its latest numbers. While it is underperforming vis-a-vis the broader markets, the company had a good turnaround compared with the first quarter. Ryan, what's the latest? Yeah, so the latest is, I guess, two things. So you've got earnings and you have Warren Buffett going shopping. (laughs) So looking at his numbers first for Berkshire Hathaway, uh, I guess the bad news first. So they announced a $9.8 billion write-down. And this was also accompanied by 10,000 job losses at the aircraft parts unit, precision cast parts. And of course, the aviation industry badly hit. So his company in that portfolio suffered a big write-down. Um, despite that, though, second quarter net income rose 87% for Berkshire Hathaway. And this was hugely boosted by Apple. And that was, of course, amid the whole backdrop of technology stocks uh, running and rallying in the past few months. So that helped his um, portfolio. Uh, but you also have the other interesting news, Warren Buffett going shopping. Um, despite, I guess the context is despite the market rebounding in the second quarter, Berkshire Hathaway stock was rather lackluster compared to the S&P 500. So it didn't rebound in step with the S&P 500. So it is now think, uh, leading Warren Buffett to buy back his stock. And that is to the tune of $5 billion, nearly double what he has ever done. So he is showing a lot of confidence in his own stock and he is uh, starting to I guess, become more active in the stock market right now. Yeah, and Buffett buying back shares, uh, signaling that he believes his company is undervalued. Let's check in on local stocks, Ryan. Before the National Day weekend, the STI finished at 25.45, about half a percent on the week. How's it doing this morning? 
Yeah, of course, everyone will be watch, watching in Capo right now. It's down 10%. Uh, what's also interesting to watch out for is Tuan Singh Holdings. So this property uh, developer is proposing to divest Robinson Point for $500 million. And this morning, it is up nearly 18%. So that is one stock to watch out for. Uh, but otherwise, on the broader market sentiment, you are looking at the STI down 0.1% to 2,541. So it is pretty much extending the losses from the latest close. So that is the, I guess, picture also being weighed down by the latest downgrade of the GDP forecast from Singapore. Thanks very much, Ryan Huang there in Market View. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SPH Radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.